Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, coming to you with another message of inspiration and hope. I don't know what you're going through tonight. I just come to, uh, to talk about God, talk about his goodness. Yeah, I have a good message for you today, a word of encouragement about just stay committed to God during adversities. This has been on my heart all day today to talk about this, and God laid it on my heart to talk about it. And I thank God that he laid it on my heart to talk about it. Uh, I hope that this message encouraged you. I want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind right now is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. First of all, God loves you, and I love you. And I want to tell you about this challenge that I'm uh, on. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. It's about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It says in this, it says, don't store up your treasures on earth with rust, moth, or it can be stolen. It says, but in other words, store your treasures up in heaven where there is none of these things that can happen. So I'm excited about this challenge because what I found out, and I want you to understand, the whole key about seeking the kingdom of God is this one very takes only one thing you have to do is put God first in everything. Now what happens is, you know, uh, I'm just going to talk about this because it just hit my spirit. I want to talk about Adam and Eve. You know, God had told them that they can eat of this tree, but this tree they can't eat, eat of. And what that represented was this. Do I want my desires over God's desires because God's desire was for them to eat from this one tree and not the other tree but the devil tricked them the devil told them that you know God was hiding something from them that they was going to miss out on something and they wasn't going to miss out on anything you had to stay committed to God and never give up but stay just just make sure you're alignment with God, stay committed to God in adversities, when things don't go the way that you want, when things fall apart in your life and you can't get it back because you want it back, but you can't get it back because you blew it. Don't be discouraged. Just put God first. Make your petition known to God and hold on to it don't let it go. I want you to just to make sure that you trust in God because God is a, a good place to go to when you need to be protected, when you need defense, when you need to, when you need help. And I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know, uh, if you what you're struggling with, but if you're struggling with financial issues, you're struggling with health issues, you're missing a loved one, you have a house that you got and you know you can't pay for it, or you feel you can't pay for it, uh, and these are adverse, adverse things, I want you to know that we can trust God because we're going to be looking at some things in the Bible today. We're going to be looking at Psalms uh, 121. And then we're going to be looking at the life of Daniel in chapter 6. We're going to see 
the wonderful workings of God in his life. And how God, because he was committed to God in adversities, he saw God do something for him. He didn't know what God was going to do, but God is a stronghold. I don't know if you uh, feel like that the world is against you, but remember like this, God is your defense and your offense. So I want to encourage you with that, and I want to tell you about, you know, if you have any prayer requests that you need, please send them in to me so I can pray over them, that uh, I can ask God. I can talk to God on your behalf, and you can talk to God on my behalf. So we can have a testimony celebration where we can talk about, you know, what God has done for us and what he brought us from. And I want to let you know, whatever you're going through, that it's on God's mind and you're not alone. First of all, God loves you with an everlasting love. And I want you to know that you have a friend in Danny and I love you too. And I'm praying for you. I want to pray for you by name. No way I can do that if you send your prayer request in so I can pray for you and, and invoke God into your life to, 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 to move in your circumstances. And so before we get started into the format of this show, I just want to pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, for your people, your creations, Father, your trophies, Father. I pray, Father, that you bless and I pray that you protect them, Father, from the hands of the enemy. I pray, Father, that you keep them safe. I pray, Father, for all the children who are doing e-learning or they going to schools, that you keep them safe, Father. I pray for all the people who just bogged down, who don't have a job, you know, Father. I pray that you provide for them in this season. I pray, Father, for people just overwhelmed with the COVID situation, the pandemic, where they just overwhelmed with everything that's going on. Uh, for the family who can't feed their children, I ask you, Father, to send provision away. I pray, Father, for the people in prison, Father, because they need, they need you, Father, because right now in their circumstances, they are not in control of their own life. <coughs> and they depend upon you, Father, in that. And I pray when they come out, Father, that you give them second chances, give them opportunities, Father, that you open doors for them. And I pray, Father, that you give them the ability to stand in your word. I pray, Father, that you bless them, that you open the wonders of heaven for them, Father, that you would just do tremendous things for them, Father. I pray, Father, for the people in the hospital who just need a touch for you, especially for the children, the babies, Father. I'm praying for everybody, Father. Actually, just to, for that mother right now who's watching her baby in the incubator, that you just uh, bless that baby and turn it around, Father. I don't care what the doctors have said, Father. Just as you gave Hezekiah 15 more years, you can do it again. Bless your people who are on it, where they've been told that they only got a day or two. Revive somebody, Father, so we can have a testimony in the kingdom of God how good you are. Oh, Father, I just love and love you, Father. I'm just loving on you. I love you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, because you have been directing my steps, Father. You put in me a clean heart and a clean mind, Father, not to lean to my own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all the ways and direct me, keep directing me, Father. And I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. I'm going to keep you first, Father. I'm not going to worry about nothing. I'm just going to trust you to bring it to pass. 
I pray, Father, for broken homes, Father. I pray, Father, that that child returns home to their mother and father. I pray that the sister and brother who don't get along, that they start getting along, that there won't be no division in nobody else's father. I pray, Father, for family members who are distant in different states, Father. Make ways for them to communicate with one another and share their love for one another. I just thank you, God, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. You know, I want to tell you uh, a testimony. I want to tell you about, I, I did prison ministry before. Uh, I had went to a prison in Illinois uh, at this time uh, with my pastor, Pastor Larry Peace, mighty man, powerful man of God, fully anointed with the Holy Spirit. And we shared a hotel room. And what happened was, uh, prior to that, I was on a, we went to Los Angeles to a pastor's conference. And we was at this pastor's conference. On the way back, um, I heard in the spirit realm, I want you to do something with prisons. And I had told Pastor Larry about what I wanted to do. And Pastor Larry, he reached out to a church in Bloomington, Assembly of God's Church. And they took us to, to, to the prison where we was able to sit in and minister to the inmates. And I want to just tell you about the reason why I pray for them. I want you to understand why I pray for these brothers and sisters who are incarcerated. Because first of all, they need it. But one of the things that I found out is that uh, they do want to go to the, they want to walk straight line. They want to uh, do right. But what happens is when they get out, there's no place for them to go to where they can be discipleshiped and be mentored to become members of society. See, sometimes when they, get the, when they get the strike on them, they get the strike on them because when they get out, we forget that we need to help them. So I want you, you know, in your spare time, remember, you know, just because a person's in prison and, and he needs or she needs to know that people love them. Because guess what? Uh, we all make mistakes. We all fall short of glory of God. And so, you know, but then, and also, you know, Pray that they have the ability to do the work, be doers of the work. In other words, a lot of times, you know, they get discouraged. This is why this message is about uh, very simple. I want you to just to trust God. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know, stay committed to God, even in adverse situations. And so, you know, uh, when, when people are incarcerated, they have time to think. They have time to uh, meditate on God's word. And they get excited. You know, when you read the gospel, what God had did, how God had took these people and delivered them. But we need to, we need to remember to, to, to be there for them when they get out. I pray that uh, also that God would, you know, create ministries, places where they can go and be discipleship. You know, one of the things that Pastor Larry talked to me about was uh, one of the things that he envisioned because 
He knew that they needed a place of worship, a place where they can be discipled, and that they need to have people who have, who have entrepreneurship, who would get them chances, who wouldn't blackball them. And, and so, you know, if you know any place that uh, will help brothers and sisters like that, please send me that information so I can pass it on. You know, I can, I can mention it on the podcast because there's people who need help. You know, a place where people can get food or whatever, you know. Send me a, send me a message so we can talk about it. And so, and also people in the hospital, you know, we need to be praying for them. You know, we need to be praying for the mother and father who don't know what's gonna happen to the child or the son and daughter who don't know what's gonna happen to their mother and father. I want us to, you know, be doers of the words, not just hear the word. Let's lift people up in prayer because they need to be lifted up. And I, and I, and no, and I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, at first I wasn't going to mention Psalms 121, but I'm reading from the Amplified Bible today. Uh, I'm going to share this with you because I want you to see who God is. But mainly I want you to know who God is. I want you to know how to depend upon God when it seems like that the bottom of your world has dropped out. Now, I'm raising my hand because the bottom of my world has dropped out. But I'm trusting God, believing in him, knowing that he is capable and able to lift me up out of my pit. And so we're going to be looking at Psalms 121. Like I said, I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible. And we're going to start in verse 1. You got to know where to look for God at. And this is what, this is a song of ascent. This is what it says. I will lift up my eyes to the hill around Jerusalem, to the scarce Mount Zion and Mount Morpheus, from which shall my help come. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. This is what I want you to, to, to know. The psalmist is making a very definite distinction that he's looking towards the Lord who made the heavens and earth. He's declaring something to us that when he looks for help, he's going to be looking around Jerusalem. And the reason why I picked this psalm, and not I picked it, but the Holy Spirit picked it because it correlates with Daniel because one thing, when we look in the book of Daniel, chapter 6, Daniel always thought about Jerusalem. So I figured that this is the perfect psalm to start off this show with. Because I want you to be encouraged about the God that we have. Remember, stay committed to God during adversities. That means when the bottom drop out. Don't lead to your own understanding. Don't let your flesh take over. I want you to trust God in the midst of your circumstances. I just wanted to let you know that God loves you, that I love you, and whatever's on your heart and man is on God's heart and man. Now let's get back to uh, Psalms uh, 121, and we're in verse 3. He would, not all, he would not allow your foot to slip or to be moved. He who keepeth you would not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel would neither slumber nor sleep. I want you to know, you know, you might call your friend tonight 
and they don't answer. And so you'll leave a voicemail. Or you might send a text message. They might not answer for a day or so. You might send an email. You might even write a letter because there's so many ways to, uh, nowadays to get your uh, point across. You might use the, uh, all these media things that we have, like the WhatsApp app, Marco Polo, uh, uh, Hangout. You might use these things to communicate to people and they don't respond back. What the psalmist is saying, that the God that we worship and serve is on a job. He ain't... He ain't going on lunch. We ain't got to go look for him. He ain't going to dinner. He's not taking no bathroom breaks. He's never too busy for you because he's watching out for his people. He's watching out for his creation to protect them, to get them guidance. So, you know, let's look at verse 3 again. It says, he would not allow your foot to slip. That's pretty powerful when you think about that. Say, look at this. You know, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know if you ever fell before, but I fell before, and it's embarrassing. Uh, I, one day I was walking down the street. I was coming from uh, a store, and I just hit a bump in the road, and everything went flying. I ripped my knee. I ripped my finger. But what it says is that God will not let your foot slip. He'll protect you in times of trouble and adversities. Remember this. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Remember, he loves you. Remember, stay committed to God during adversities. Don't let the adversity make you fault in your relationship with God. Because the enemy is very crafty. He's going to try to lead you away from the promise that God has given you in your heart. But I want you to hold on. Just trust God. Then let's go on to verse 4. Behold, he who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. The Lord is the keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The side not carrying a shield. The sun should not smite you by day nor the moon by night. Did you hear that? God is going to be there for you 24-7. It says, the Lord, is, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The side not carrying a shield. In other words, when you uncover, you're covered because God is covering you. I want you to see that, that God is covering you when you when you feel that you're not being covered. Now let's go on. And it says this in verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. That's a mighty promise. That's a mighty thing of protection. You hear what, you, you hear what, you hear what he wrote? Let's read verse 7 again. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. That means God is not going to let nothing bad happen to you. He's going to be there for you. He's going to, you know, when that evil come to you trying to destroy you, cry out. Remember, stay committed to God during adversities. Don't let the adversities move you from trusting God. Don't let someone come into your ear 
to take you from falling to God that you love. Now let's look at verse 8. The Lord will keep your goings out and your comings in from this time forward and forevermore. God is going to watch out for you at all times. Even there's no time that God is not going to be there for you. He's going to be there for you because he's a faithful God. He's a loving God. I just want to share that with you so you know that you can depend upon God. Remember, stay committed to God. Do not let the adversities affect you. Stay committed to God during adversities. That means when things are not just right, when it don't feel good. Let me tell you a little bit more about uh, my pastor, Pastor Larry Peaks, mighty man of God, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Spirit, discerning. Men knew the word, love them. Beautiful person. You know, he, he, he told me this. He said, uh, God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the call. I remember uh, the first time I went on a missions trip, and we went to Ecuador. And I didn't have the money to go and stuff like that. But he said that God wants me to go on this mission trip. And so I'm going to show you how God builds ministry. Stay committed to God during adversities. So he told me, he said, well, the church is going to pay you so much uh, a week, and we'll put it towards your missions, your mission fee. So in other words, didn't have a passport, didn't know how this was going to all work out. But let me tell you what God did. God used that pastor to build me up, to build my faith up and my confidence in God and that it was meant for me to go on this mission trip to see God move in a distant land. And so I'm just going to tell you, along the way, I needed provisions to go because I didn't have it, in other words. And God provided for me. He provided for me supernaturally. I remember like a couple of days before me, uh, a couple a couple of days, a couple, of, maybe like a week or so, because I had sent off my passport. But he came back because uh, I was going to a, a different country. I had a uniform on, so I had to retake the picture and I had to expedite my passport. I didn't have no money. You know, you know what Pastor Larry said? Hey, Danny, come to the church. And he gave me the money to expedite my passport because he wanted me to go because he said God wanted me to go. He helped me stay committed to God during adversities. And I'm just going to just tell you just how God was working these things out. Then a week prior to leaving, the trip was paid for, but I had, I had no money. I really didn't need no money because the meals and everything was going to be provided, the hotel and everything was going to be provided because I cleaned the church. And this is how God developed my ministry. See, my ministry didn't start with me uh, in Bible school. It started with me sweeping, mopping, cleaning toilets. And so I want to let you know, if you stay committed to God, 
during adverse situations, adversities, he can turn it around for you. So, uh, and as I was getting prepared to go, I, had a, I have a friend named Robert Lucas. I worked at a bank at this time. He walked in and he gave me some money. So I just want to be a part of this. I want to, I want to, I want to be a part of you going on this mission trip. And that blessed my heart. And then my sister pulled up to the job. And she gave me more money. And you know what? God was showing me that through my adversities, that he could provide for me. That he can do something for me that I can do for myself. I'm going to tell you how good it got. When I came back off the mission trip, God just told me to continue to clean the church. And I continued to clean the church, and I was faithful in my season of cleaning the church. And God blessed me. And then, for a season, I said, I don't even want the money. I want y'all to keep the money. Because I had the keys to the house of God, and I'll tell you what I mean by this. Pastor Larry gave me the keys so I can go in there any time to clean and do what I need to do. You know what I would do? I would run to the altar. And I would praise and talk to God. Celebrate God. I can't. Not a singer. Don't think I can sing. I sure can't. But I sure was singing by myself. Praising God for everything. And I did that. Cleaning the church for a long time. I just want to let you know if you stay committed to God in the small things, he'll bless you in the big things. And I don't know what you're going through tonight, but I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And, you know, so we went on this mission trip, and I seen God move mightily through this, through the service. I couldn't speak no Spanish. But, you know, I saw God, you know, speak to me on the bus. He said, I'm going to touch your body like never before. And so when we was in Ecuador and we had went to, the next day we went to church, Pastor Larry preached. Out of the book of Isaiah, I'm just telling you, he preached out of the book of Isaiah 40, talking about God. Lord have mercy. He preached, he preached the message. But they called the team up to pray for the people. Now, you know, I don't know where you're at in your faith walk, but this is what happened. I got up and with everybody else, and we stood in a line, and, and people began to walk up to me. But, but something happened, and this was the power of God. They began to just fall on the ground. People, just goo gobs of people. And so I, I got nervous and got scared because I had never seen anything like this before in my life. But God was letting know that he was validating me, that he was justifying me. So I want to let you know, stay committed to God during adverse situations. Trust in him and you see things come to pass. And then we had a back-to-back -back service. And God did the same thing again. God has proven himself to be so faithful to me that without a shadow of a doubt, I know God is real. And I'm, and I, and I'm here to, with this podcast to let you know you're not alone. That God loves you. He will use you. Just stay committed to God. Doing adversities. Now we're going to look at Daniel, because now he's about to get into some adversities. He's about to get into adversities, not because he's 
doing anything wrong, but because he loved God. But God going to show him. God is going to show him that he's God and he can do great things for him. So, uh, Daniel chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 1. It pleased, it pleased King Darius, the successor to Belshazzar, to set up over the kingdom 120 sand traps, who should be in charge throughout all the kingdom. Now, King Darius, when Nebuchadnezzar's son took over, he lost the kingdom. And so Darius is now has taken over. His nation has taken over that realm. And so now Daniel worked for Nebuchadnezzar. He worked for Belshazzar, which was Nebuchadnezzar's son. And now he's working for Darius. And so, you know, he had three different bosses. But this is what I want you to know about Daniel. Daniel was committed to God during his adversity. And Daniel didn't do anything to deserve what was getting ready to happen to him. This happened to Daniel because he loved God. So sometimes some things happen to you because you love God. So don't be, don't be distraught when some things happen to you because you love God, because it just happens that way. But stay committed to God and your adversities, and you'll, you'll see God deliver you from your adversities. It pleased King Darius, the successor to Belshazzar, to set up over the kingdom 120 sand traps, who should be in charge throughout all the kingdoms, and over them three presidents, of whom Daniel was one, that these sand traps might give account to them that the king should have no loss or damage. They had a responsibility to make sure that the king kingdom ran effectively, that the king didn't use no loss. Now, I want to give you I want you to understand when we're looking at this chapter, Daniel chapter 6, this is the thing that I want to point out to you. This king is just a prototype of what God is because God is, is, is the ultimate king. Uh, he's, a, he's a replica in what I mean by it is. Uh, but you're going to find out that when the king says something, it's honored. Now, if you, you, you go in the New Testament, you read about Zechariah, when he finds out that his wife is going to have a child, he begins to question uh, the archangel Gabriel and say, how do you know this? He became deaf for a season because the reason why he became deaf for the season because the archangel said, you know, he couldn't believe that he questioned what God has said. And if you get it, you understand what I'm trying to tell you. When God speaks over your life, it's going to be fulfilled. That's just the, just the word I'm talking about. You know, if God come to you and give you a promise, remember, he's capable and able to fulfill that. He don't need your help. He can, he can do it on his own. But Zachariah couldn't believe it. And so he had to be deaf for a season until his son was born. Angel even told him the name the child was going to be, it's going to be John, John the Baptist. John the Baptist is the forerunner. They said there was no prophet like John the Baptist because he was the one who was going to forerun before Christ. He was going to be the one that baptized Christ. Let me show you how awesome God is. I told you in the prior podcast 
that God allowed men to judge him, put their hands on him, beat him up. God even allowed a man to baptize him because God follows orders. I want you to understand that. But I also want you to understand, looking at Daniel chapter 6, that when the king speaks, it can't, it's, it's, it's not supposed to change. In other words, even the king can't change what he said. Did you hear me? The king couldn't take back what he said. And so we're going we're gonna to go on forward because we're going to find out that Daniel's on point. Daniel's doing his job. He ain't doing nothing else but doing his job. He's serving the Lord. All he wants to do is pray three times a day towards Jerusalem. And let me give you a little insight about Daniel. You know, Daniel, he was a eunuch, which meant that he couldn't have children. And that uh, all he had was God. And guess what? If all you have is God, that's all you need. And you should be glad to have that testimony. All I got is God. But what makes Daniel so unique and makes him such an a asset to the kingdom was he prayed for his nation. He prayed for his people. Action. Just praying three times a day. Believing, looking for God to help his people. <clears throat> now we're going to look on. And this is in, we in verse 3 now. Then this Daniel was distinguished above the presidents in a sand trap because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now what you can see, Daniel was so honorable that the king said, hey, I ain't got to worry about this. I don't put Daniel up all this. I ain't going to have to worry about no loss. My man going to take care of business. And the reason why he took care of business is his character, his conduct was impeccable. He was a man who lived for God. He was a man who trusted God. And what I want you to know, whatever's on your heart and mind right now is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that stay committed to God during adversities. Because Daniel's going to have a big adversity coming because he's not just going to have one person. He's going to have a whole bunch of people come at them, lying on them, you know, because at the end of the day, but they're going to set the king up, you know, because, you know, they understood that when the king says something, it stands. So if God speaks over your life, it stands. And so these people knew this. So they're trying to set him up because, you know, uh, Darius was over the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians. And so they were just trying to, you know, they, 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 they was using Darius. They was going to set him up. But he didn't know it. And this is, you know, I want you to understand that just because you serve God and you're doing right, it doesn't shine you from going through. We all go through. But we have to, we, we try by fire, but we come out, we come out. Guess what? We come out not lacking anything. And let's go to verse 4. Then the presidents in Sandtrap sought to find occasion to bring accusations against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no occasion or fault, for he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. 
सीरम से दिस में वॉज नॉट जस्ट टॉक एंड टॉक ही वॉज वॉक एंड वॉक यू नो जीजस से वन वेरी सिंपल थिंग ही से वाट यू कॉल मी लोअर यू डोंट डू वट आई सेंग यू नो आउ नो इफ यूर बीन इन ए पोजिशन वे यू नो यू शुड बीन डूइंग वट द लोअर टोल्ड यू डू बट यू वॉज डूइंग गेस वट आई गैट माई हेम रेज दिकॉज गेस वट आई बीन न but grace and mercy and the love of god help me through that show me a better way but let's look at that again cuz i want you to see who daniel really is that first of all the king wanted him to was going to sit him over the whole realm was going to let him have that control because he wasn't worried about daniel betraying him. and this is what he said this is what it says then the presidents in the sand trap sought to find occasion to bring accusations against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find no occasion no fault for he was faithful nor was there any error fault found in him so let me tell you now this is what people do to you Remember like this stay committed to God doing adversities people going to lie on you people you know it can be it can be a family member they can be your best friend people going to lie on you just accept it but remember stay committed to God stay committed to God doing adversities now let's go a little further Then said these men we should not find any occasion to bring an accusation against Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Yeah, you know, you know these 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 boys sick. What I mean by they sick because now they pissed to stop. They 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 bought, you know, they say your arms too short to box for God. They going to find this out in the wrong way. Remember whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind you're not alone you're not alone you're not alone even though you feel alone you can be in a house by yourself no one around you just you but guess what you got the lights you got you you tell me like you know you got you got the lights you got TV so cut the TV on you ain't going to be alone because guess you can hear some voices <laughs> so uh let's look at this then these presidents and sand trappers came with a tumult together to the king and said to him king Darius live forever you know tell this is what you call the butter this is what you call the sweeten on the cake now they didn't come to him oh king live forever cuz this is what they're trying to do this is what satan is trying to do to god he's trying to steal god's kingdom they're trying to steal the, the kingdom from the king cuz this is but I want you to see and the reason why I say this I want you to understand this that they were trying to force the king to do their will they were liars they didn't love the king they were trying to take his kingdom from him that's what Satan trying to do Satan trying to get his own family he trying to get a family like God got a family but it ain't going to work just let you know that but also I want to share you something about this Daniel pro typical just like joseph 
you know, he was the second in charge. This, this king wouldn't do the same thing because you know why? Because these, these men were faithful to God. Remember like this? All I'm telling you is just stay committed to God during adversities and see what God will do for you. See won't God stand up for you? See won't God defend you? See won't God work in your life? Now let's go on because they, you know, they went to the king. They bought their butt up. They said all the presidents of the kingdom, the deputies, the sand trappers, the counselors, and the governors have. Then these men came thronging by agreement. They trying to set. They trying to set this poor boy up. They trying to set this poor boy down. You up? Let's go back to verse seven. All the presidents in the kingdom, the deputies, the sand trappers, the counselors, the governors have consulted and agreed that the king should establish a royal statute and make a firm decree that whomever shall ask a petition of any god or men for 30 days except of you, O king, should be cast into the den of lions. So now they came with the king with this tumult, you know, saying, live forever. Hey, king, we want you to know, hey, because men like this, they trying to set Daniel up because the only thing they can find against Daniel is his relationship with his God. In other words, they can't find nothing that's wrong. They can't, you know, they can't say he took, he, he kept 24 himself. The only thing they can find accusation against him was with his God. So like I said, people will lie on you, but don't worry about it. Vengeance belongs to God. We've been talking about that, but I want you to know, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Remember, stay committed to God during adversities. Because Daniel's in He's in a situation. Guess what? Daniel don't go to the king and say, King, hey, these guys are trying to set me up, man. Daniel don't say a word because guess what? He's trusting in him. Like I said in Psalms 121, the one who created the heavens and earth. So when people lie on you, just trust in God. You know, don't take it in your own hands to, I'm going to show them that they can't do this. That's not what God wants you to do. But, but let's look at verse 7 again, and we're going to look at this thing. All the presidents of the kingdom, the deputies, the sand trappers, the counselors, and the governors, this is a hard, this is a multitude of people coming after this boy to bring him down. No weapon formed against you shall prosper every tongue. I don't need to say no more. It says, consulted and agreed that the king should establish a royal statute and make a firm decree that whomever shall ask petition of any god or any man for 30 days except O.U. king should be cast into the den of lions. Now, they, 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 they just don't want to kill him, man. They want to, they want to see him lift apart. But I also got to talk about this challenge again. You see, their decree was for 30 days. What did I tell y'all I've been doing? 30 days. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, so I'm just telling you, Put God first. This is what Daniel did. And we have to put God first. Remember this. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. You're not alone. Remember, stay committed to God in doing adversities. That means when things, things just not going right, continue to trust God. Now, let's go on. And we're going to go to verse 8. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writings, that it may not change according to the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be altered. Now, you see what I was saying about how when God speaks into your life or speak over your life, 
it doesn't change. You see why Zachariah was deaf until the child was born? Because he didn't have the confidence to know that when God says something, it's established. Why do you think when God yelled from heaven, had the angel yell, Abraham, don't lay a hand on that child? Because he got that command from the Lord. Yelled twice because it was fully established. Put that knife down. Oh, Lord, I just want you to know how much God loves you. And like I said, stay committed to God during adversities. I'm talking about, you know, uh, 2020 is supposed to have been a year of clear vision. 2020 has been a year where we saw things happen that we never saw. You know what I'm talking about? Who would ever thought that we would be living in the age where we walk around with face masks? But understand this, in the midst of all this, God is working on some things. God is blessing some things. God is turning things around. And you know what's going to happen? The church is going to explode because guess what? We're about to get an explosion, a new birth into the kingdom of God because guess what? Whatever is meant for evil, God is going to turn around for the good. And this situation is meant for the good. What I mean by that is that whatever we think that can be coming against us, we have victory in God, and we just got to continue to cry and just trust God and see what God does. This will unify us. I want you to understand this. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, when they went down to Egypt, there was only 70 people. So you'll know that, you know, if you go in Genesis, you'll find that there was only 70 people when they went down there. But by the time they left, they could have been there from a million to two million people because what happens with adversities, it brought intimacy. And what happens to intimacy, they begin to birth things. They begin to have babies. They begin to build a nation. And what God was doing during that time, he was building his nation. See, the enemy thought that he had some slaves, thought he had some people working for free. He didn't know God's plan. God was building a family. He's building a nation. So, all the time they was in Egypt was only to build that nation. There were only 70, 70 people when they went down. But when they came out, they were like two million. They was carrying some dead bones because Joseph said, don't leave my bones in Egypt because you know why? Joseph wasn't free. Even though he was the number two man in charge of all Egypt, he couldn't leave. And I'm telling you, if you look in the story of Genesis and you'll see that, he has to get permission from the Pharaoh to go get his, bring his father back. Because the Pharaoh could tell him, no, you can't go nowhere. But he knew that he needed to be set free. So I want you to understand the symbolicness of bringing his bones out of Egypt was to say that he was free, that he was no longer slave. And so I want to let you know that, that you know, that that's what God, God would do, in other words. He told him to take his bones out of there. Okay, now let's, let, let's check out now. So this will happen in verse 9. So King Darius, you know, he listens to these people, tell them all this stuff. They got them feeling good. They tell them, hey, it, ain't, it can't change. And so he ain't thinking about Daniel. But he knew, he, he knew who Daniel was. But they made it so convincing to the king. They're trying to steal his kingdom. Like Satan trying to do God, trying to steal God's kingdom, trying to have a fake family. Can't have one. So now 
This is, this is what happens. So King Darius signed the writings and decrees. And now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this is what this boy did. I want you to know this is what this boy did. This boy faithful. Staying committed to God during adversity. He don't even tell about he's like, I ain't thinking about no lands. You know, I ain't. he wasn't doing it because he was trying to show book because he just didn't care about that. He knew his concerns was his nation, his people. He was committed to prayer. Remember, I can tell you, understand this. Prayer is your defense. It's your spiritual welfare. It invokes God into your circumstances. And this is what Daniel did. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He got down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previous. In other words, Daniel like, man, these boys ain't gonna make me change. I'm love God. They said he gave thanks. In other words, God, I thank you. In other words, God, if I go in the line then, I thank you. You see, this is what the Bible says in Thessalonians that we're supposed to give thanks in everything. So Daniel's giving thanks and he's praying to God three times a day with his window open. I, he ain't hiding. Don't, don't, don't hide your relationship with God. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that. You're not alone. And like I said, third day challenge, I want you to take, take me up on it. If you have any prayer requests, please send them into the show so that we can pray over it and ask God to step into your world and do some things. So let's go, let's, let's go on because, you know, we got we to gotta get into our time. We're about to get some, some potatoes and about to get some steak. We're about to get a porterhouse steak. Okay, now this is, this is what happened. Then these men came thronging by agreement and found Daniel praying, making supplications before God. They was like, we got you, Daniel. Woo-hoo-hoo, we got you. We got you, we got you. Guess what they did? They brought damnation on themselves because what was meant for evil for Daniel turned out to be evil for them because Daniel faithful. Daniel just praying to his God. I love you, God. Thank you, God. I'm praying for my people. God, let us go back home. Restore us back to the right standing with you. Then let's go on. Then they came near and said before the king concerning his proc proc proclamation and decree. Have you not signed an edict that any man should make a petition to any God or men within 30 days except of you, O king, should be cast into the den. Now, see, they set the king up. King, king, they know the king loved Daniel, but, you know, they tricked him. I'm talking about, and that's why we had to pray for our leaders that they have wise people around them speaking to the ear so that they won't get negative thoughts in their hearts and minds about this. So this is, so this is what happened. A petition to any guard or, or men within the 30 days except of you, O king, should be cast into the dens of the line. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot change or repeal. See? Set them up. Set them up good. That's why if you're in leadership, 
And you have, remember like this, there's a person up under you who wants your position. So as a leader, you need to know those who work for you. You need to know them. You need to know. In other words, you need to have set yourself up with people who support you and not oppose you. Now, check this out. You know, this is, you know, to my, I, I love Daniel chapter 6 because, you know, what you find out that King Darius really loved Daniel. In other words, this was his man. In other words, this was his boy. In other words, he trusted in him. He said he wanted to give him, let him be over the whole kingdom. Then they said before the king, that Daniel who is one of the exiles from Judah, does not regard or pay any attention to, to you, O king, or to the decree that you have signed, but make petition to, makes his petition three times a day. See, they was watching, they was, they was counting, like I said, they was watching this boy, but, but Daniel wasn't had because guess what? He stayed committed to God during his adversities. Now, hey, you know, they had, they, he knew that they were trying to kill him. In other words, not just, you know, they, 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 want, they, want, they want him to get a beat down. You know, they, they said, put him in the lion's den. This, these people really, they, they really disliked Daniel. They really had a strong hatred towards him to even come up with that kind of nonsense. But let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about the God that we serve. He about to show up. Let me tell you something. Let God show up. See what he do. Let's go on. Verse 14. Then the king, when he had heard these words, he was much distressed <coughs> over what he had done. He set mine on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored until the sun went down to rescue him. Then these same men came thronging by agreement to the king and said, Know, king, that it is a law you see what I'm saying? They're throwing it back in his face, man. They're coming hard at the king. Of the Medes and the Persian, that no decree or statute which the king established may be changed or repealed. See, they were trying to take his kingdom. They just weren't trying to get rid of Daniel. They were trying to get rid of the king because they, they was some thieves. They was going to get what they was going to get. They was going to rob. They was going to rob the people. It said the king labored. In other words, just think. This is, I want you to see God too. You got to see God in this. I want you to see what God, it says that the king labored, that he went, you know, he tried, hey man, let's not do this to Daniel. This is my boy. He's really good. I love him, don't you know? But they told him, hey, no, uh-uh. It's written that it, it, it can't be all to a change. And you know what? They were rotten because they set the king up. And then in verse 16, then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king said to Daniel, this is untimely. Just think, this king loved him so much. He finished to encourage him. He's about to, remember like this. He was supposed to be a God that the people, the decree was that they only worship him. But check this out, because they set the king up, he wasn't, he didn't realize what they were doing. He knew something special about Daniel and about his God because he heard about all the things he did uh, for Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. This is, this is what it says. This, I'm talking about this is when 
when you know that God is in your side, that God it got your back, that God has you, and that he loves you. The king said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that there might not there be no change of the purpose concerning Daniel. See, the king had to let them know he was king, even though they set him up. It says that he signed it. He went and told Daniel, hey, trust in your God, in other words. He said, hey, man, you've been giving this testimony. This is why we got to give testimony, because Daniel must have told this man about all the things that God has done for him, right? And check this out in verse 18. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. He, 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 he fastened for Daniel. He ain't, he ain't even eating. He the king. He like, I don't want nothing. Neither was instrument of music or dancing. Girls brought before him. And his sleep fled from him. Man, he was making intercession. I'm talking about, you know what intercession prayer is? This is what the king was doing. He was interceding for Daniel. He didn't eat. He didn't drink. He didn't let nobody come shake the booty in front of him. Well, maybe I should have said it like that. But you know, that's what they said. They had dancing girls. In other words, he didn't, you know, he didn't want, he didn't want none of that. He didn't want no pleasures. He only wanted Daniel to be set free. And that's what God does for us. Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for you. He's pleading with God to do things for you. So you should be very excited just by hearing that just alone. That Jesus is making intercession for you. In other words, just as the king was doing for Daniel. This is really beautiful. This is an illustration of how God loves us. This is an illustration of how God loves us. Now let's look at verse 19. Then the king arose very early in that morning and went in haste to the, to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, to Daniel, he cried out in a voice of anguish, he says. Boy, he ain't talking about, man, this king, this king loved Daniel. He ain't talking about, I want to let you know, stay committed to God during adversities. Don't let them overtake you. Trust in God. And this is, I love this part right here because, man, this king showed his love for, 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 for Daniel. And when he came to the den, to Daniel, he cried out in a voice of anguish. The king said, Daniel, oh, Daniel. Servant of the living God, is your God whom you serve continually able to deliver you from the lion? Ooh-wee. I can remember, like, so I'm going to go back to, remember I told you I wasn't going to talk about Psalms 121, but Psalm 121 is an overlay. So in other words, what I mean by it is, he said, your God continues. Remember it says, it says that the God neither, neither, neither sleeps nor not slumbers. So this king is, he, he, he let you know that. We got a guy who's on the job. Get excited about that. Because you can talk to God at any given point in time, any time of the day. So I just want to let you know that. And then, you know, this is what Daniel said, because Daniel loved the king too. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels. He has shut the lion's mouth. So they have not hurt me because I was found innocent and blameless before him and also before you O king as you very well know I have done no harm or wrong and then check this out you talking about see king fasted 
He didn't want no women around him. He didn't want no food. He just was, said sleep, slept. He didn't even sleep. He was so concerned about his man Daniel because they had a relationship. And if you got a relationship with people, pray for them, love on them. Just want you to know that. And so it goes on to say this. The king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel should be taken out of the den. So that Daniel was taken out of the den and no hurt of any kind was found on him because he believed, relied on a herd to and trusted in his God. Putting God first, taking the king of God and his righteousness, all this thing. And I tell you, if you, if you take this challenge and read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, and put God first, see what he'll do for you. See what he'll do for you. See, 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 see if I'm lying. See if I'm lying. Take God at his word. And then check this out. Now, you know, because this boy trusted in God. Remember like this? Stay committed to God during adversities. And the king commanded, and those men who had accused Daniel were brought, cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives, before they ever reached the bottom of the den, the lions had overpowered them and had broken their bones in pieces. See, God would defend you. And know what, though? King knew these boys trying to take his kingdom. You see what he did? He just didn't kill them. He killed everything that belonged to him. Uh-uh. And so what you got to do sometimes, well, I want you to know this, this represents getting sin away from you. Did you hear me? Get sin away from you. This is what God is saying. Get sin away from you. I just want you to know that. Remember, whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Stand on God's word. But this is, now this is, this is what the king do. He ain't going to let nobody ever set him up again. Mm, he said, hey, that ain't going to happen to me. And, and this is what happens. Then King Darius wrote to all the people, nations, and language in his realm that dwelt in all the earth. He said, may peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in my royal dominion, Men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring steadfast forever. His kingdom should not be destroyed. His dominion shall be even to the ends of the world. He is a savior, a deliverer. He works signs and wonders. Oh, my God. In the heavens and on the earth, he who has delivered Daniel from the powers of the lions, so this man Daniel prospered in the realm of Darius, and reigned in Cyrus, the Persian, with Cyrus the Persian. So now, another king come along, God taking care of, ain't let nothing happen to his boy. I'm talking about, but this king said, "Hey, there is no God." But the God of Daniel. This is a, this king, you know, hey, God will show up for you. I want you to know, I just want to tell you this. Stay committed to God. Stay committed doing adversities. But you know, uh, we're running through, it's, it's time for us to close up. 
I hope this, I hope this word encourages you, in other words. I thank God for his word. I thank God for you. I love on you. I pray that God would bless you. I pray that whatever you stand in need of God would do it. So let's close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I thank you for this show. Father, I, I pray that people realize that whatever's on their heart of mind is in your heart of mind. I pray, Father, that people stay committed, stay committed to God during adversities. I pray, Father, that you help your people, that you show them signs and wonders like you did with Daniel. I ask you to bless your people, Father. Father, I just thank you for the show. I want to let you know that I love you. You're not alone. Whatever's in your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I thank you for listening to the show. I thank you so much. I love you. And I'm about to close. This is your host, Danny, from the You're Not Alone podcast show. Have a blessed day.